Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter as well, at Horizon Matt. You can find us on the on Twitter as well, at Horizon RT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, we're technically in the halfway point of the season, even though only Milwaukee has actually completed all 11 games in the first half of the conference schedule. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's about it, but yeah. And the, yes. And it's, it's, yeah, the entire, this entire weekend was kind of a head scratcher with the exception of Purdue for away. And I got to give a shout out to Purdue for away because they came in and they swept their, they swept their games this weekend. They are now sitting in fourth place right now in the conference standings. And I got to tell you that, you know, they, if any, again, I think they really suffered by, by the fact that they had to play Cleveland state twice and play to play right state. So since that point in time, they've done just fine. Thank you very much. I think you're six and one in the conference right now, since that point. And the one was to Oakland, wasn't it? Yes. And the one was to Oakland. And, no shame that, in that, one, game. and that one was a pretty close game as well. So yeah. Um, this is why I don't want to play them one more time. <laughs> this is why I don't want to pl- want Cleveland State to play them one more time because uh, Cleveland State's been having some problems, and I'm still tra- I'm trying to wrap my head around it. It's like it's the same problems except the problems aren't except for the Oakland game. The problems aren't aren't making them lose anything, which is even more amazing. Their 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 free throw shooting is just absolutely horrible. But their defense has kept them in every game, and they keep winning. Again, with the uh, the Oakland the Oakland game is the exception. I mean, that's that's what good teams do, though, right? Like, I mean, Greg Campy talks about it all the time. It's in conference, all you need to do is be one point ahead of your opponent every day. Every and that's game. pretty much and all Cleveland State is interested in being one point ahead of your opponent. That's pretty much what they. Yeah, I think the the stat the last ten the last ten uh, I think they played ten games where they played they were the 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 margin was ten points or below and they're eight and two in those games and the two games they lost that were Oklahoma State by five and Oakland by five all the rest of them they've won hey. and yeah I mean but again as I said last uh, last week you know come on guys you know. The, Middle-aged dude, potential heart condition. You got to take us into consideration here. You're killing me here. So today, and I mean, they 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 were down five to Robert Morris at the half. We're recording this on Sunday evening now, Sunday night. Like down, and Robert Morris was short-handed at that. Like yeah, they, how did, they didn't have why? Cam Ferris. How does how, how did that? I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, or our listeners. I was not watching this game. I was occupied. How did that? How does that happen? How do you? I mean, they, they came back and ended up taking care of business, but how do you let that game get away from you like that? Oh, I can tell you exactly how they how it happened because they couldn't hit the broad side of they couldn't hit the broad side of Barm, and they got out rebounded so terribly in the first half. They, okay. they I think they got out rebounded by like they yeah it was like double they were it was a double digit deficit for rebounds for them. Robert Morris was able to clean the glass pretty well, and Cleveland State the entire first half was not able to do that at all. It for was, them, for them to still win this game and lose the rebounding battle, tw- forty-four to twenty-seven. Yeah, that's that. 
you 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 to walk away with a win on that is is an accomplishment. Wow, they got crushed on the glass by a team that's not prolifically very good at rebounding and lack size. Yeah, the thing that get, the thing that again the thing that kept them in the game is the is the defense uh, creating turnovers and they totally waxed them on fast break points. So yeah, that's what happened. And it and again it seems to be the Cleveland State script. Every single game, specifically in the conference, with the exception of Northern Kentucky and Wright State, where they seem to do, they seem to be okay the whole time. It, it's, you want them to, you know, you, you know what Cleveland State is capable of. You know they're capable of basically destroying anybody just by sheer volume of people they have on the, on the rotation. But they just, you know, but I mean, I guess. If that is the if that what they're doing right now is, you know, if, if they need to if they decide, you know what, screw it, you know, or or they're just basically saying we're going to give you just enough hope to think that you're going to win, and then we're going to dash it all to pieces at the end of the game, which I think is even more demoralizing, if I'm being honest. So here's what I don't know about Cleveland State. Especially if you're Robert Morris, by the way, Robert Morris, who has been in so many close games. And they just haven't been able to win, like, any of them, except for one. Well, that's a scary team, then, when you get into the into conference uh, tournament time. You know, a yeah. team that's always right there. Like, you never know. Here's what I was going to ask you about Cleveland State as a as our resi- one of our resident Cleveland Staters over there. You know, you, you mentioned their depth, and, and Gates plays a lot of players. At some point, wouldn't you rather him shorten that, that bench and keep your, your best players in more? Well, see, that's the th- but that's the thing, though, and that he has been doing that a lot lately, because you've not been seeing all that many guys off the bench, because there were there were stretches, there were full, whole games where guys like Brock, Brock Finstone didn't play. It. I think Brock Finstone didn't play two whole games. Same thing with Jason Woodridge. Same thing with Chris Green. The um, Yael Hill was nowhere to be found in the second half, even though he played absolutely ama- he played amazingly in, uh, in against Youngstown. And that's by design, apparently. I mean, yeah, he. when you talk about the rotation, yes, he's going to shorten up the bench, but it depends on the game, how, what, which, which, how, which, you know, short ends of the bench he's using, I guess. And it seems, and it seems to be, again, it seems to be working. Well, and that's, you know, I'm so not used to that coming out of an Oakland fandom, like, <laughs> Where Greg Campy's got the complete opposite approach. You you know his rotation, and it's yeah. not very deep. And yeah, so so seeing how Cleveland State and Gates uses his his depth is is foreign to me. It's foreign. You know what? It's really I think it's foreign to a lot of people. But they have the ability. But they have. But you can you have seen game in and game out that they have the ability to do so, and they have the ability and, and get Dennis Gates. I guess this is and this has been kind of the signature for him over the past couple of years, where he has. The pieces where he, if he has sees one that's not working, he'll immediately pull. He he will replace that piece and put something in that works. He did that against Youngstown State when we brought in Chris Green and Yael Hill. He did the same thing this uh, against uh, Robert Morris when he brought in Brock Finstone and Mabor Majak. Mabor Majak. I mean, that guy was in the game for a long time. He didn't score any, but he was there for defense. That was his purpose. He was, you know, you get, you have a seven foot guy that you're able to use to kind of stem the tide of, of the rebounding discrepancy, which there was, as you obviously pointed out. Yeah, you're going to use that. And it worked. Well, and 
I mean, that makes sense, especially because, you know, Robert Morris, as we've even mentioned earlier, is, is not a, a prolifically good rebounding team. They don't have a lot of size. That's a, see, that seems to be kind of a misnomer, too, because, you know, you have Khalil Spear. You got Brandon Stone. Brandon Stone actually played. What is it with Brandon Stone in Cleveland State? He actually, he you never see him any other time, but when he plays Cleveland State, he's like, he's the man. And, yeah, so you got those guys. And then you got Matt Mayers and, and, uh, and Justin Winston. Those guys were, you know, cleaning the glass, too, on, against Cleveland State. So, I mean, I don't know. I just... I think they're they're I think from a height standpoint they have a little bit more than you'd like to you they let on but you don't see it a lot. Fair enough, I'll buy it. So, and then so so let's get so let's go ahead and rip off the band aid with Oakland, um, especially against Milwaukee. Uh, and and by the way, with Milwaukee, okay, we are at the halfway point. We've seen. We have seen again. Milwaukee has played the most games out of everybody uh, in the conference, and we have seen Pat Baldwin Jr. for what a whole game in ten minutes. I think it was obvious. If it wasn't obvious last week, it's pretty obvious now that he's not winning it. You know, he's really not going to be in the running for any of the postseason accolades. He's just not. He just haven't played enough, and I don't think he. I don't think we're going to see him next weekend either. We might, but I'm not putting my money on that. I'm still not sold that we're going to see him. I know that Senior has come out and said that he's not done for the season. I'm just not sure that I buy it. I don't think, you know, but, uh, yeah. But nonetheless, without Pat It didn't matter because they beat Oakland. They beat Oakland. Well, and Oakland went the... As I mentioned, the opposite approach of Cleveland State, where they played six-player. Yeah, Will Shepard started. He got two minutes because Chris Conway, who usually starts and gets two minutes, um, was on protocol this week. Mm-hmm. So they were down Conway, which, again, you're down a starter, as we mentioned. As we kind of broke that story, I put a name on it. Tony Paul broke the story. We put a name on it. Um, but, you know, it Conway in that game wouldn't have made a difference. I mean, Oakland's playing six deep right now. That's where they do miss Zion uh, Young. But yes. he's done for the season. So, you know, they're, they're going six deep. And um, they shot really poorly this entire weekend, both games, honestly, and uh, kind of did them in. That it did. That it did. I mean, of course- seven of twenty-eight from three is not gonna. That's twenty-five percent. That's not gonna cut it. That's not it. No, it is not. But then. They- and- but it was a weird. It was kind of a weird kind of Milwaukee. It was a weird Wisconsin thing going on this weekend because you because let's see here, uh, Oakland lost and then Detroit Mercy lost and then they switched places and then Oakland won and then Detroit Mercy beat uh, Wisconsin uh, beat Milwaukee. I don't know if other people make a big deal about this, but since Oakland entered the Horizon League, it's always been said that the, the Wisconsin trip is just like this awful hard trip. It has like this just bugaboo about it for, for Oakland. Oh, yeah. I've said that for years. Okay. I didn't know. If, I mean, I, again, I'm, I am closest I, to Oakland. Cleveland I hear the State, most. I've always hated when Cleveland State went up there. You only know, but it's, yeah. I don't I, I don't deal with yeah. it last year, but still. The Wisconsin trip just, I mean, I think Oakland lost twice to Green Bay last year. They just, they struggle with these teams. I don't know why. Part of it also is, um, you know, it's it's January. January within the conference is tough. Every day, you know, is just kind of a grind at this point. Players yeah. are players are a little little tired, a little sore. I mean, watching, um, especially Oakland against Green Bay, which, you know, we can chat about for just a second. Like, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about either, but they just look lethargic, man. And I don't blame them. Like, <laughs> they're just tired. They're 
Uh, yeah, it's January and basketball. And by the way, we're going to see bonus basketball on uh, bonus basketball on Monday with uh, Oakland versus Michigan Dearborn. And I understand uh, neither Jamal Cade nor Jalen Moore will be playing that game. I'm sure it'll be just like Ohio Christian. They'll both dress. They'll both sit on the bench and cheer and make sure that they're not needed. Their services are not needed on the day. They, you have a feeling that they're not going to be. Just kind of throwing that out there. But yeah, Honestly, it was a, only- that was a grind for Oakland this again in Wisconsin. And I'm not surprised. Again, not surprised because I, even, as I've said, yeah, it's like it really is. And then again, you flip the script and you see Detroit Mercy do the opposite, where they lose to Green Bay and then beat Milwaukee and beat Milwaukee by like 13. You know what we need to talk about with Green Bay, and I mean, I know Green Bay people think that I'm this hater and have hated on Green Bay and I don't yeah. think very highly of their coach. And I mean, some of that's true, but I'm not a Green Bay hater. But one thing that I think needs to be highlighted from Green Bay is who the hell is Meyer and where did he come from? Ah, yes, that, Kate Meyer. Yeah. That kid, that kid is a basketball player. And I feel like he wasn't even on the radar until like this week. You know what's funny? It's like, yeah, because I mean, we haven't seen, yeah, I think uh, Kate Meyer was kind of a, uh, I want to say, yeah, it's it's weird because we haven't seen him because we were obviously we were looking at some of the other you know elements to that team like a Kamari McGee, like you know, well again and think about this too. I mean, he kind of comes out of uh, he kind of comes out of the same left field as uh, say for example um, Donovan Ivory, who yeah. also came out of left field. But yeah, Cade Byers, one of the one of the one of the freshman kids. And yeah, he has definitely come out of the, and he kind of, and he kind of has needed to given, you know, I, again, he's part of that, a part of that core that I think Will Ryan is kind of starting the foundation of him and him and Kamari McGee. Those Japan are the guys Kellogg. that Japan and Kellogg. Yeah, exactly. You know, those guys are all going to be, those are the guys we're looking at. And those are the guys, are, and Luke, uh, Lucas Steber, that's his core. I mean, and, and he actually kind of, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Green Bay, as much as I've been down on them, watching them this weekend, you can see they're coming together really nicely. And looking ahead to, like, next year, they're a couple of, like, transfer pieces away from being a really solid team. Well, I give, I give them Donovan some credit. Sh- they got that kid, Donovan Short, who's coming in, is really good, too. Okay. So he may be a factor, too. Um. I'm trying to figure out what happened to Mitch Listow. I mean, he he. I haven't seen him in a little bit. He, we haven't seen him at all this year. I think he's been, I think he's been hurt. I want to say, but yeah, he's you know, there's a guy who could have, who could potentially be that guy for you. You know, and he, you know, we probably won't see a. I we haven't seen him so far. Uh, we may not see him again. We may not see him for the rest of the season. But you know, there's another guy. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, they're one not thing, there. But they're not there th- yet. We, we've already established that they're not there yet. But again, they're going to surprise some guys like they did against Detroit Mercy. Before we move on to the Mercy section, I, I just want to say this for the people that are listening, maybe especially announcers. If any of our announcing friends are listening to this, please understand this. <laughs> yes. Oakland against Green Bay is a perfect example. But Oakland against anyone, when you're calling an Oakland game, Oakland gets to the line a lot. It's yes. it's one of the things they're supposed to do. Oakland gives up almost no free throws. The other team doesn't shoot a lot of free throws against Oakland. That's not an anomaly. That's not a refing thing. That's the way Oakland plays. Yeah. If this isn't new, so please, can we stop talking about it like this is 
earth-shattering new oh my god oakland shot 30 free throws and only given up 11 yes that's what they do can i also point out the fact that yeah going back to the building blocks thing again green bay has no seniors everybody's coming theoretically everybody's coming back next year yeah i mean the 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 oldest the most experienced guy they have is manny ansong and he's slated to come back next year too He's listed as a junior. junior. He's listed. Everybody else is a freshman and sophomore. So yeah, you always knew that they were gonna. I again, it was it was always that they were gonna struggle. I saw it. You saw it. But yeah, um, this year is probably not their year. Most likely, I mean it certainly isn't. I think they've won. They're three and six in the conference right now. So, but yeah. I, th- I think next year is going to be next year. We can put them a little more under the microscope, but give Will Ryan credit. This team is improving throughout yeah. the year as they yeah. should, especially with the young team. He's doing a good job of making them better. Cool. Exactly. Good job. Thanks. Will Ryan. Exactly. All right. Um, Detroit mercy. What do you want to talk about with them? Yep. They uh, lost to green Bay. They beat. lost to green Bay, but got beat. Yeah. So basically it's just, yeah, we, we've gotten to the, uh, once again, it's uh, how do we keep ending up still with Antoine Davis and everybody else? How does this keep happening? Is that a rhetorical question, or do you want me to answer? Because I will. No, I want you to answer. If you have a if you have an idea as to why that keeps happening, I mean, I think I already know the answer, but I want to hear you say it. Uh, because Antoine Davis is a really really good shooter, but he doesn't bring much more to the table. His dad is pretty much not doing anything for him other than giving his chance his son a chance to be highlighted which again he's a good shooter but not showing off anything that'll get him looks for you know say the nba he's going to play overseas and make some money and shoot really well but they're just not a very good team and mike davis hasn't shown the ability to put together a team believe it or not basketball is a team sport not a my son can shoot the basketball and play all 40 minute sport the yeah which is so cool I'm for, really for, glad that for Antoine... as long as you've been a, a head coach and you decide this is going to be the time. I don't know. Seems weird. I what's mean, ironic yeah. though? What's ironic though is that would you see Antoine Davis's line against Milwaukee? He was he he only four of it, only twelve of his points came from the three point line. Everything else was inside. I mean, which is interesting. He shot you know that, but again, it was him. The next, you know, the next, you know, highest scorer was uh, Akic, who only had 11. And, and, I mean, five assists and three turnovers. That's not anything to write home about for, for your sometimes point guard, you know? Like, again, can that kid shoot the lights out? Absolutely. I think it's cool that he's leading the, the nation in points. The, once again, Horizon League stuff and stats. You've got Jalen Moore leading the, the nation in assists. You've got Antoine leading the nation in uh in scoring, which is cool. Also, by the way, Anton, not a good look putting out the player of the year self promotion. Um, I don't think it's even oh, bullshit now, but, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, at the end of the right now, as it stands right now, I think Jamal Kane's got the edge mostly because of the fact he's been pr- basically averaging a double double since he's been here. And oh, by the way, he happens to be on the first place team. Yeah, win- winning are, and better are stats big, are those gonna... are kind of big deals, you know. It, honestly, it was a very Rashad-looking tweet, and I, I like Antoine, and I think better of him, and I kind of looked at it. I mean, I, I'm not, okay. I mean, I, I, I could see him making the argument, but 
you know, you're currently on a fifth place team right now. You're in the uh, you're in the top half of the conference. You know, Detroit Mercy, as of right now, is in the top half of the conference. I, I can see the art. I wouldn't be able to see the argument being made if not for Jamal Kane playing a pivotal role on a top team in the conference. I could see the argument, but then I also see Jamal Kane sitting there who keeps doing Jamal Kane things. So, yeah. He's just a better player. It's, yeah. So, <sighs> do we, I guess we should talk about IEP. Okay, so I guess we should talk about IEP. Why? Yeah, they, they, they should be running, they're running out of people. Well, they're first off, of let's, guys. Let, let's all take that moment and just stand up wherever you are listening. I mean, unless you're driving, obviously you can't, but just, just applaud them. They finally did it. They finally reached 358. Oh, They're the there. Net rankings, yes, they are finally the worst team in college basketball. Congratulations, we did it, guys. <sighs> we got to the moon. Or hell. <laughs> same, same diff. If you're at the bottom, yeah. So we we've we've reached the Earth's core. That's where we're at now. Um. So yeah, but. I did not realize this at the time, and I was kind of going through their roster because they were because against uh, you know this weekend they played they only had six uh, against specifically against Northern Kentucky they only had six guys, six freaking guys. And by the That's way, they nuts. they only lost by they only lost by nineteen again with six guys. They lost by like however many that you know Red State paced them by, but. I, I just I had to think about this for a second. I'm looking at so here's what here's how the here as it as I can understand it. Here's how the roster is kind of broken down for them, um, and it's not pretty. Um, they have 14 guys. Uh, looking at their roster, they have 14 guys on the roster. All right, they have on in on the roster on their site. They have 14 guys that are listed on the roster. Okay, so two of those guys are not going to play. They have been redshirted. Then that's the two freshmen, which is which is Caleb Edwards and Derek Peterson. They're both freshmen. They, uh, clearly, uh, it looks like they've gotten redshirted. There's a third guy, Zach Gunn. He's the uh, guy who is the uh, Hampton. Uh, he's the uh, I'm sorry, not he's the Ball State guy uh, who Matt Crenshaw brought in as a grad transfer. He is out for the season, so he's not going to be there. So you you take that 14 and you bring it down to 11. Next, you have KJ Pruitt and Bobby Harvey, who are still hurt and still are not available for them. So you cut it back down to nine. And then against Northern Kentucky, they lost AZ Say, Nathan McClure, who got hurt during the uh, Wright State game, and... You didn't see Dimitar Pandev, who's also been in and out with injuries. So that's man, that is bad. It's just I not mean, good. If, if you if, if not for bad luck, they wouldn't have any at all. And I mean, and uh, you know, and, and with that few of guys available to you, you're gonna play another game on Monday. I understand the idea behind playing another game, but man. Well, and here's the thing, at least for me, like those guys I need watch, a break. When I watch their games, like I mean, when you're down to six guys like that, like it's your chance for someone to step up and show that maybe there's something that you know they can work with in, in the future, you know, a piece for later, you know, like 
I haven't seen anybody in IUPUI that makes me excited. Like, there's no one I'm like, man, that that that's going to be a good player for Crenshaw. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like at the end of the season, he, it's just a complete clear out and go find 14 new guys for them. See, that's, I, my thing is, when you look at that, when you've seen them get beat down so much as they have, you get to a point where you're like, man, I am, these guys are out of gas. They're just out of gas. But, I think that, you know, but I, I'm looking for they, the silver they're, they're lining. Trying, I, they're, they have, you know, basically it's been such a small rotation, especially in a lot of different instances, specifically mo- the most recent example being uh, against Northern Kentucky. And these guys are, are, they're probably going to bring in some new guys, obviously, but, ah, man, I just, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it's, you know, time to blow it up and start all over again. But basically, I mean, but, you know, and I've mentioned this multiple times, and maybe that's it. I mean, maybe that's what happens. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see them improve. And when I watch their games, I'm looking for that something to latch on to some, some positive to see every one of these teams improve and year in and year out year in year out. We're proven. We we look like idiots because you know, this, this conference consistently underachieves and then it proves, you know, proves kind of all the, you know, the Debbie downers that we have as fans completely right. Like who the hell wants that? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, speaking of speaking of con, uh, speaking of conference, um, I'm sure you've all seen the you've all seen uh, uh, the Matt Norlanders report that it's pretty likely that we're going to lose UIC this week. When we when that actually does happen, John Parker and I are going to talk about it in the bonus episode. Yeah. Bye, guys. Like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I've already moved on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Luke, Le- you, Luke Yaklich, we hardly knew you. Good luck. Enjoy, enjoy the valley. Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all we. Yeah. I, I here's my dumb. Yeah, I guess I got a dumb question. How exactly we're gonna? You know, how do we treat them after we they make the announcement? And we're like, yeah. Well, the problem is we didn't really have anybody covering them all that much to begin with. Sorry, guys. We tried. Here's here's a fun question. If your team leaves the conference and you don't even have fans, does anyone notice? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I I hope that I hope for them that they have the same thing that happened with Loyola, which was no one cared, no one cared, and then they blew up because. See that uh, Loyola was always a different situation. All right, well, you and John talk about that stuff. We'll, we'll yeah. leave that for your Well, Loyola was a different situation. I know they have fans. They I've did they that for, Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right, all right. Well, I'll they were look, there. I, they existed. I, I wasn't there. No, you weren't because you they were gone by the time Oakland got here. They were scared of us. They're running. Oh, that's the, yes, <laughs> the likeliest of scenarios. In 2013, yes, the likeliest of scenarios in 2013. Um, yeah. Northern Kentucky. What else? What else do we want to talk about? We we got other games. What else we Northern got? Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky once again. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out. And yeah. So yeah, they be you know. So okay, great. They. I mean, they did not look very crisp against UIC. Although they did win the game, and again, 
Sam Vincent is your – and you don't understand that because you see what they have. And I, I don't know if this is – you see – you know, Sam Vincent is my vote for, for freshman of the year right now. Absolutely. That kid is absolutely the guy you – that, that is your freshman of the year right there. Everybody, Although I think Kamari McGee has an issue with that, but uh, yeah, but I think yeah, it's going to come down to the two. But I think at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Sam Vincent, especially with, especially after what he did against uh, against UIC in overtime. I mean, he him him and um, him and Marquez work basically. They scored all the points in overtime, all of them. And then of course, yeah, but then you know, but then and then you go to Northern Kentucky, and then you go to IUPUI, and I mean, I mean, how is that a gauge of anything other than the fact that he held him to forty-one points? Which, if I'm being honest, a lot of people did. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, the the basis for comparison with IUPUI is going to be a weird one. I do feel I, I do I am happy I am happy for IUPUI because I do think that they are going to win their game uh, their matinee their uh, their non conference game against uh, when Brescia University which I think is in Kentucky somewhere which is a very me- which is a very mediocre team um, hopefully they have more than six players during that game that's all I gotta say. And it's not on. It, you you won't be able to see it anywhere. We'll just take it. We'll just take IUPUI's word for it that they played. We'll just believe them. Perfect. I'm okay with that. Well, I'll be one. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, Northern Kentucky had a good. Northern Kentucky had a good weekend. Although I, you know, I'm surprised they didn't score a little more uh, against IUPUI, especially when they played six guys. But to be fair, I mean. You know, they only like had the last, you know, the last six minutes of the game. They basically played all their, uh, all their reserves. So, gee, there you go. Well, and that, so we had Northern Kentucky, but then don't forget the their travel counterpart. Wright State had a great weekend. Wright, Wright State, State had State, a very good weekend. You know, we talk a lot about Oakland and Cleveland State at the top. Wright State's right where they belong to, right at the top there, right on everybody's heels. They're, they're, they're doing their job. I mean, they had a great weekend, and they look, they look like Wright State. Finally, yeah, they uh, that they're rolling. They really are rolling. And again, if not for, if not for a, uh, if not for a uh, a Daniel Agoro three pointer, um, they're they're roll they're they're rolling pretty hard. I mean, they're you know they're they're probably winning what, I mean they were they had once I want to say they had won six in a row before Youngstown State, and then you know they get back on the horse and you know IUPUI UIC no problem. You know, beat you beat IUPUI by 28. Beat UIC. Scored 97 points against UIC. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of defense being played in that game. I watched a lot of that. They one. kind of poured that on a little bit. So yeah. Yeah, they pulled away. They were rolling, and then all you know, they they've been rolling since Tennessee Tech, man. And then they've been kind of steamrolling, and then you know they get to Youngstown State, and you know they're but and they're shorthanded, but they almost pulled that game out too. So I don't know. Do you want to tackle Youngstown State or should I? Um, you saw them. Do you, you want to talk about you know especially their game against Cleveland State? Uh, yeah, they should have won that game. That's kind of like the story of Youngstown State is. I feel like they should have won a lot of their games. They just can't. You know, for last year, you know, the Beagley Center was the you know the the heart attack place where they just kept pulling out these wins. It's like the opposite this year. They just can't finish. Is it because I mean I I mean I. I've never seen a team where you take one element out of there 
things do just do not look the same. I mean, last year it was Darius Quisenberry being out for an extended period of time that killed him. This year is Garrett Covington out, and that's killed him too. And I don't understand, you know, and this, you know, they think, I want to say with the loss, they've lost about what I want to say about, oh man, they were, they were like, I think it's five out of, I think it lost five out of the last six. And again, if not for a Daniel Agoro, you know, three-pointer, they've lost, <laughs> they're on a, like a massive slide. I mean, let's see here. Yeah, they had, um, yeah, this it's been, yeah, so let's see here. They had. Oh, yeah, that's really bad, actually. Yeah, they beat... So, yeah, they had... Yeah, so they won... Hold on a second, they had... Okay, so they were... Yeah, they were 3-1 in the conference, and then they lost 5 out of the last 6. They were 3-1 in the conference and lost 5 out of the last 6. Yeah, and the... And only... And really, only the... And, you know, the... And there were again. You're right. There are two games in there where three games in there where the 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 game was in. They could have gotten that won the game. The Cleveland State game at Youngstown, the Northern Kentucky game at Youngstown, the Cleveland State this weekend, Cleveland, and this one's this Cleveland State game against at the Wolstein Center. All three of those were winnable games. Really, and the only games Youngstown has been looked even just i mean they've looked out of in the conference was today with against uh fort wayne which incidentally was the same way they looked against fort wayne in youngstown but i don't know that, what it is about i don't know what it is about fort wayne in youngstown but fort wayne has their number that in the oakland game but otherwise ysu has been in every game they've looked but good. that's the thing too but that's the other thing too because ysu got back to it got back in the game they were tied you know well into the second half, and then Purdue Fort Wayne put it in another gear and you know beat them. So I think the big problem with Youngstown State is we they you know, they now now they have you know now that they're not going to play Cleveland State and Port, Purdue or Wayne again, now they got to go in and you know they get they got another you know they they've got another round with Green Bay and Milwaukee, they've got another round with Oakland, another round with Detroit Mercy. You know, actually, I'm sorry, they have two rounds with IUPUI and UIC. So um, the IUPUI games, you know, you, you guys need to win those. Everybody needs to beat IUPUI. It's not their fault. They just don't have enough guys anymore. I mean, it's not your I mean, they're on the schedule. You got it. You just got to go in, take care of business and get out healthy against them. That, that's the, the, Green Bay game, the Green Bay games are kind of. Yeah, the Green Bay game, I think, is going to be a big one. I, I think the Green Bay game is going to be. I don't know. I, I think they've got a little bit. I think Green Bay's got a little bit of confidence after this weekend. They should. I, mean, I think they, that might be a thing, but they still got to play. Yeah, they. Yeah, Young South State still has to play. Yeah, they get another Oakland game too. That's gonna be fun. Maybe Oakland will finally, you know, get off of this weird mini Schneid thing they got going on. They they haven't looked right. That's all I'll say about it. I don't know. Did, did did Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne screw them up that badly? I don't see why that would even be the case, but okay. I'll I don't know. It. I think I think it's just January. January in conference play, and they're tired, and they just they gotta find that next gear, and clearly hopefully they find it. You know, well, they, they they have to find it because you know otherwise, then 
you know, otherwise they're going to have to figure out, you know, they're going to have a lot of issues there. Here's a hint. Greg Campy will, will do Greg Campy things. You know what I mean? Like he'll give them a chance to figure it out on their own. Otherwise he'll figure it out for them. That usually ends well. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, well, I'll be interesting to see, uh, how they take out some of this and maybe I mean, you know, if we're being honest, uh, well, I mean, if you think about it though, obviously Wright state is in a much better position this year than they were last year. And last year they made it all the way to the finals. So, I mean, can't be terrible. Yeah. They're going to have some hiccups. They obviously have had some hiccups. They had a big hiccup against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's they weren't going to run. They weren't going to no, run the conference. No nobody one runs the conference. Nobody runs the table in the conference, especially when you have 22 games or 21 or 20 or however many we have. Nobody's going to run the table. That Unless is true. It's a good thing for them. They got it all the way now. You know, there's probably going to be one or two more along the way. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Everyone's going to have a couple more. It's fine. That, ret- that return game with Cleveland State in the arena, if Cleveland State figures out how to shoot free throws, you better watch out. <laughs> Crossing fingers, knock on wood. I mean, you just get the rabbit's foot ready. You also have the ability for, with Oakland to just have Jamal King go off for 20 and 20 at any point. Like, that's which thing. he did. Yeah. He's so, averaging yeah. a double double now, thanks to those 20 rebounds. He's he's at 10 rebounds a game Indeed average. He is. Yeah. So, that's kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how that whole thing goes. But yeah, I mean, you know, you still got to, you know, Milwaukee fluke aside, I mean, I don't even want to call it. Well, actually, how, what do you even, what do you call that even? You know, when you beat, when you are able to beat Oakland and then turn around and Detroit beats you and doesn't look like it's a problem that they beat you. We call it we, conference play. That's what you call yes. it. I mean, ign- let's ignore for a moment that the conference was not what we wanted in the non-conference schedule. If we ignore that, this season is going as expected, as it does every year, it, it, there's not a lot of drama to it if you've been around it because it's pretty much as expected. I mean, there's a lot of teams right on each other's heels. There's a couple teams towards the top, but even though, you know, there's still a lot of uh, games to be played where they, they're going to be caught. You know, like, it's, everyone's tight. It's fine. This is fine. We've We've got a kind of fun conference to watch, sort of, most of the time, depending, most of the games are fun. You know? Uh, well, yeah, that's true. If you're watching us as a basketball fan and not a specific team fan, they can be a lot of fun. The, even the right state UIC game, I wasn't, you know, I have no rooting interest, but I was watching it and it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of up up and down and just seeing how they kind of go at it. I'm not going to tell you it was good basketball, but it was entertaining. Yeah, that's true. And again, this is, you know, it, it all comes, honestly, it all comes down to the, at the end of the day, it all comes down to March. It's always going to, it was always coming down to March because again, the, you know, in the non-conference, we do what we, the Horizon League teams do what they always do. And, you know, basically. Here's, here's my final coach. question for you. This will be how I want to close this out. Sure. What, in your opinion, what, are, what is the most important thing for a team in this conference? What, 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 I mean, obviously, when sorry, how do, how do I want to phrase this? I'm trying to get to a specific question or a specific answer. What is the goal for every team getting into the turn the, the conference tournament? What is the goal for everybody to get in the conference tournament? 
before the conference tournament here i'm just going to tell you because i can't ask the right question which is fine okay the goal for every one of these teams is just to be in the top four yeah after that it doesn't matter no it really doesn't the top four teams are the basically the the that is the end game be in the top four period outside of that it doesn't matter no it's crapshoot basically i mean yeah yeah, if you're, a five, if you're a five seed, you're probably looking at playing IUPUI. So, great. Be in <laughs> but the top other than four. that, I mean, you basically have, you know, you, you basically five through 12 are just going to beat each other up, and then they go to the second round where they have the top four. I, I'm And I, I know we've had this conversation about, you know, who we were looking at for the top four. Obviously, for me, um, I'm, suppl- I'm supplanting. I, did, I think I said Youngstown State was uh, was going to be in the top four, and I'm supplanting them completely with Purdue, Fort Wayne. I did think. I think I did remember. I think I remembered saying that you know Purdue, Fort Wayne had the potential to be the top four. Yeah, the, this weekend kind of proved it. So yeah, I, I, what's weird is I don't know the top four teams we have right now: Oakland, Cleveland State, Wright State, Purdue, Fort Wayne. To me, I as the as the, as the second half of the conference lays itself out, I think only really only Purdue Fort Wayne, and I'm not even sure about that one. Is that that fourth spot? I think that's the only one that's in question. I think the other three are going to be the top. I think those three. I think Cleveland State, Oakland, and Wright State are going to be in that top four. They're in there now, and I think they're going to be here at the end of the season. Period. I don't, I don't. I mean, unless some major tragedy happens, and I don't really see that happening. I think that's the, the, those three are gonna. I think those three are in the best position. I I don't want to. I don't want to guarantee that that's gonna be the the, the those that are gonna be in there. But man, I mean, what when you look at the schedules that are coming up for them, what else do you say? Nope. I think those uh, three. I think maybe only the fourth spot is in dispute. And it's going to come down, and I really, and it's probably going to come down to Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Detroit Mercy. Who you know, it's an interesting thing to think way out ahead on is that Oakland or the Cleveland State coming Oakland game at yeah. the end of the season. I could see both of those coaches playing all the scrubs, you know, like not even trying, <laughs> have it. Well, with, with Cleveland State, what are you going to? Oh, maybe we'll get a. Oh, great, we'll get like. Uh, I could see that. That would be awesome. Uh, just be a, like, a whatever throwaway game, you know, like you could see that, but I mean that. No, they're uh, too competitive. It won't really happen, but like it, it probably won't. It'll probably be the again. It'll probably be the same knockdown dragout we had in Cleveland, and maybe again, maybe hope and hoping Cleveland State actually hits their free throws this time. But that's a month away. Doesn't matter. That right is now. a month away. That is, yeah. That's the last games. That, yeah, man. That's. That's crazy that that's like the last game of the season, doesn't it? Or maybe they'll be playing for a conference championship and wanting wanting that glory, that automatic NIT qualifier if it's happening this year. And I'm just, yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah, um, we've given up. Uh, clearly, we've given up on COVID. So yeah, there's probably going to be an NIT this year. Great. So so cool. yeah, super. Yep. So that, yeah, the last game. Yeah, everybody, mark your calendars. That, you know. That it it's it it, gall, it galls me though that it's not you know that's not even going to be on television. I mean it's going to be on ESPN Plus, but that's man seems like that would be a game you should have had on TV. Just kind of throwing that out there. Yeah. And that's what we end up with, pretty much. 
What's interesting, uh, by the way, um, Oakland's not completely out of the woods yet either because they still they still have to play Wright State twice. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of play, but not this week. Nah. But again, I think. But, when you, but again, when you look at when you look at the again, I'm when I'm looking at the yeah, because you're done because you know Oakland is done in Milwaukee, done in Wisconsin. They don't have to deal with Milwaukee or Green Bay anymore. Cleveland State is done in uh, with Youngstown State and Robert Morris. They don't have to deal with them anymore. Um, you know what's going to annoy me though? I know this. I can almost see this happening. Is that Cleveland State plays Milwaukee and Pat Bowen Jr. just magically reappears? Just to mess with me. <laughs> that would Don't be just that would just be the thing right there, which would be ironic, and they probably still lose by ten. <laughs> oh, they'll still lose by five. Uh, Cleveland State will still win by five because that's what they've been doing all season anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter if you have ten wins or one win. They're just going to play everybody the same. You're going to win by uh, Cleveland State's going to end up winning by five usually. <laughs> I don't know. So. I guess it's good. I guess we can go ahead and wrap this up because again, whenever UIC announces that they're moving to the, the Missouri Valley Conference, and you know the only thing that's probably had, you know, I think all that's left is the crying now. Uh, John Parker and I will be on for John Parker and I. Yeah, tears of joy. <laughs> no, just no, just uh, I'm indifferent anymore. Yeah, like, all right, exactly. that one. Just just don't replace them with Chicago State, please. Just don't do that. They don't have baseball. Stop it. All right, so yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have a, John and I will have a bonus episode on that bad boy. But other than that, tune in next week after. Well, tune in for the bonus episode, but then also the week after the the next week, of course. Um, I think we're gonna do. Oh, is that is next week one of those weird wonky weeks where you know everybody's playing till Monday? Because I don't want. I don't think I have the strength to deal with that. Um, oh no! Wait! No! 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 They. I think they actually have it. I think they actually have the schedule still on, on Thursday and Saturday this weekend. Next weekend. Like a, so, like a real schedule for us. Like right. a real schedule. That would be awesome. That would be great because it, this, straight, this is why we're doing this at night. You know, this is why we're doing this in the evening because you know, because everybody was playing this today. So yeah. Oh no! 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 Of course. Oh, great. So I guess we're doing late afternoon because uh, Sunday, uh, Cleveland State and Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Wright State and Northern Kentucky are all playing. Like, great. Okay, never mind. I guess they're... I guess that's how we're going to do it. So, all right. RiseOnTheRoundTable.com. That's where all our content and all our, uh, all our podcasts are available. Um, what else are we doing? Oh, every available podcast app. You can find us. We're there. And you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week. Until then, thank you all for listening.